What's up, party people? It's Tiffany. And I'm McKenna. Did you ever think after college graduation that you're going to move into a beautiful apartment overlooking the Manhattan skyline? Maybe killing it in your dream job? Or hanging out with your best friends at a local coffee shop? Possibly engaged to your hunky bow and basically just living it up? Us too. Did you then realize all too quickly that that wasn't true? Us too. So we wanted to highlight the normalcy of the day-to-day struggles and achievements of a post-grad life in an authentic and genuine way. We are sitting right in the trenches of trying to navigate what it looks like to experience vulnerability, create meaningful relationships, and ultimately live our best mature lives. Here is the Mature Podcast. Welcome back to the Mature Podcast. I'm McKenna. And I'm Tiffany. And today we are giving real life updates. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's That's, all we have. That's all we have because we are, well, we're not fresh out of ideas, but we have realized that this type of topic of just us giving like real updates about our quote unquote 20 something mature life actually resonates with everyone a lot more also it's more comfortable for us because we get to talk about where we're at and that's why we're doing this yeah i don't know so what's been going on (laughs) oh we're just like jumping jumping right right in why am i even surprised at this point it's season two people (laughs) um let's see grad school is kicking my ass um (laughs) And my whole life is consumed by stress. Wow, me too. Good job. So I'm not in grad school because I don't do school anymore. That's that's a no go for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you? What's like for school? Like, do you feel like you're finally learning something that you enjoy? Because I feel like undergrad, you, I feel like yeah, you just learning crap that you don't really want to learn, but you're forced to because it's a requirement for you to get your freaking degree yeah so do you feel like grad school has that like focus and attention with with learning different things yeah so um you know how in college well okay let's go back to high school so you know in high school everyone's like oh you have to be a well-rounded student like you're gonna be able to study what you want in college okay so for psych majors that doesn't mean anything (laughs) You get to, like, learn all the basics of psychology, and then it's like, all right, but in grad school, you'll really get to talk about, like, you'll really get to in-depth version of what you actually want to study, which is semi-true. Okay. But then there's, like, this other, like, very small portion where it's, like, you don't actually need to know this because you're going to learn everything on the job, but, like, we still have to legally teach you this, so here you go. Here's your eight-week course. Enjoy, and I don't care. Yeah, fair, fair. Like, at all. Like, I just, I genuinely do not care. And it's frustrating because I feel like I go to my, like, internship site and I, like, love it. I love my supervisor. She's the best. And talking with her, I think, you know, I'm never going to have to learn about this subject matter in school ever. Or I'm never going to apply it. And she just looks at me nodding and says, Pretty much. Which doesn't make it motivating to go to school, but here I am making it through. Wait, so what are you, wait, so can you tell everyone like what your internship is? What are you doing? Yeah, so my internship, I go to a high school 
once a week for about eight hours, like the whole school day. And I basically just shadow a high school counselor, um, which if you guys didn't know, is what I want to do. And it's actually like my dream job. So it's kind of cool that I get to be in a position where I'm chasing after my dream job. And I know that that's what I'll end up doing in like literally a year-ish. That's so crazy to me. Um, So it's really cool. And I absolutely adore it. Um, being able to just talk to kids and hang out and get the vibe of what I'll be doing um and that's pretty much it that's what keeps me alive keeps me going (laughs) okay but why high school counselor because I feel like when I was in high school I know we've like talked about this Mm -hmm. but like when I was in high school I felt like my counselor no offense but just like wasn't really (laughs) helpful to Mm -hmm. me and in my I don't know, my experience in high school, I just felt like I didn't, she didn't really do much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that a big part of having a high school counselor is to go to them when, you know, you're, I don't know, figuring out classes and you're just figuring out life. But like, mm-hmm. I never felt like it was a place for me to go and do that. Like, I even had issues with getting classes. And I felt like she was, was not helpful in any way. Yeah, so, I mean, even your experience, like, I went to a private school, and we didn't have counselors. Like, we had academic help, and it was just, like, a random person. To me, it was just a random person in an office who was like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're also going to be doing this on top of your job. And I just sat there like, okay, so I'm going to plan out all my classes, and you're going to do nothing. <laughs> Yay! Like, that's that's how I felt. And so, to be in a position where I can actually help people and provide the resources that I never got that like you never got a lot of my friends never got um and be able to change the mindset of the newer generation into knowing that my counselor was there for me was someone I could go to was a safe space was someone I could learn from um I'm so excited to be in a position of change yeah that's awesome so I feel like high school students I think it's a very pivotal time in everyone's lives yeah, I mean, I personally hated everybody who was a teenager when I was a teenager, <laughs> including myself, which, <laughs> yay, self-hatred, we love that. <laughs> we love self-growth, though, too. I'm not nearly in that position as yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, everything is embarrassing when you're a teenager, so. I just feel like that time is just so, like, oh, God, I just feel so, I just cringe at, like, high school me. I'm yes. like, God, you were just so worried about everything. And mm-hmm. not that I don't worry about stuff. Like, I obviously mm-hmm. still do. It's just, the I feel like the more time goes on, I'm just like, why was I worried about that, my hair, that one day? Or, like, that shirt that I wore? And, like, no why? One, no it, one cares. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to get a little geeky about psychology. But, honestly, it changes your perspective so much that it has to be shared. Um, there's this thing called imaginary audience and it's so pivotal when you're like 11, 12, 13, but no one when they're like in their twenties actually thinks about this because they're so in their mindset of when they were 12 and they think everybody's watching them. But really, if you truly think about it, you remember what you wore to that, like one weird 12 year old birthday party that you went to, but guess what? No one else does. (laughs) Like, no one does. And if you think about it, everyone's still worried. Like, oh, my God, like, I wore the same thing to this. I can guarantee you 98% of the time they don't remember. And if they do and they point it out, Loki, they're an asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you heard that? 
I'm sorry, but if someone comes up to you, like, do not be Kate Sanders from Lizzie McGuire being like, you're an outfit repeater. Like, no, no one likes you, Kate. Like, no one likes that, okay? So I'm just saying, if it helps at all, if you get anything out of this entire episode, it's just like... <laughs> don't it, be a bully, okay? <laughs> I mean, don't be a bully, but also recognize that a lot of people don't care what you're doing. They're so focused on themselves and what they're wearing, what they're saying, how they're acting, that they do not give a crap about you. Which is, okay, interesting, because I've definitely heard the idea of, like, your, like, you being insecure is almost selfish. Hmm. I've heard, I've, like, heard of, like, you are so consumed with yourself and how, how, um people how you think people perceive you because mm-hmm. it's like almost so self-absorbent for you to be worried about how other people are thinking of you because you're assuming they're thinking about you yes so it's like it's i can totally nar- see that i mean it's a little narcissistic yeah but also <clears throat> that's kind of how you are when you're a teenager that's kind of how humans are in general Yeah. if we're gonna get really philosophical which i really <laughs> hope we don't <laughs> um but i'm just saying like that's that's i don't know it's cool to be able to change perspectives on that yeah, I definitely, definitely. I mean, I can't even imagine how I feel when I'm like when I'm gonna be like forty. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna feel even more confident because I already know that there's a difference between me at like twenty two now mm-hmm. and then me at even like nineteen. Oof. Like that is like it's only three years, but I feel like such a big difference from who I am now and back then. Like I look at photos when I was like on Instagram, right? Like you just mm-hmm. post those pictures. I look back and I'm like, why was I so worried about that one picture where I had like a pimple that literally no one sees like no it's not even noticeable i remember feeling so insecure post was one photo i'm like oh my god like why did i post this like yeah i'm breaking out and i'm like literally no one no one's gonna no one cares i don't know i don't maybe it's just me and the people i surround myself with but no one is going like posting on instagram (laughs) commenting being like "Mm -hmm. you see that pimple (laughs) because so do i Like, like again these people suck, and you should just, you know, I, I'm gonna say my piece about that. Don't don't be that person. That's all, that's don't all I'm saying. <laughs> Unless it's in the Lizzie McGuire movie, and she totally covers you, then we can be friends with that, Kay Sanders. Eat some carbs. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> Tim, how's your life going? <laughs> oh god. Um. Yeah, things are very interesting. I feel like the last time we did this episode, I like so much has changed since that last. Oh, that was. We're giving another like life update. Yeah. I think last time I was mentioning about doing a career change, um, and uh, that did not happen. So <laughs> the thing is, it's like that's like that's kind of the crazy part. Of what I've learned is, um, like you just never know where things are gonna go, and like things just change so quickly. Um, so last time I was talking about change my career because I just wasn't I I was I was in digital marketing and I I still am I still do digital marketing but at at that time I was thinking about switching from doing like social media marketing into more like event planning more like experiential event Mm -hmm. planning right that type of marketing because that is like now nowadays people are really obsessed with like experiences right so like Mm -hmm. you think of um events like the ice cream museum or like 29 Mm -hmm. rooms like these like very um these events and pop-up shops are happening Mm -hmm. and people love to go to them Mm -hmm. and so like in my head I was like I'm gonna do that like that'd be so cool Mm -hmm. because I love planning and I love um details and I love being organized in that way which you also 
I just want to mention. She's also really good at it. <laughs> like, she doesn't just, like, in, like, it's not just something that she's like, oh, I could do that. She's good at it. So she's easily able to do it. Thank you, Megan. You're welcome. I think it's just, like, something that's, like, very natural for me. And mm-hmm. so I, like, really wanted to step into that. I had a little bit of experience previously. So I was like, okay, like, I'm not really feeling digital marketing right now. Like, let's see if I can do something else. And then literally I tried to kind of swing to that direction. I was like networking. I was trying to find my place on how to do that. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. That I feel like doors weren't opening for me. Um, and so I just, I still stayed in, in digital marketing. And now like I'm actually transitioning to do freelance mm-hmm. social media marketing, which is like what I would never yeah. figured out that I was going to do that. Cause all of last year I was like, I am still doing digital marketing. I don't know if I really like it. Um, I definitely was not in the right headspace to do it because Mm -hmm. I was just going through a lot of like just anxiety. And I think just being on social media is like really dangerous when you're kind of in that really bad mental space. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I think I'm going to step away from it. But then I don't know, just I, I decided that I was going to just wholeheartedly do it. Mm -hmm. And a big part of the reason why, um, freelance now is kind of possible for me was because a lot of things my family are kind of shifting. So I'm, I have a lot more responsibilities to take care of um, my siblings and I pick them up from school every day. Um, and so because of that, it's kind of hard to get a full-time job when you need someone to pick up the children. Right. <laughs> like I can't just leave work in the middle of the day. So for now, like I am trying to step into that freelance world, which is like really scary, but also like really exciting. And I transition part of the, my job that I had before I was their employee mm-hmm. and now because I'm transitioning to freelance, they're technically now my client. So I work mm-hmm. with them um, based on my own hours, which is like super nice. And I'm like so grateful that they would give me even that opportunity to do that. Cause I know a lot of um, like small businesses, they'd be like, Oh no, if you can't, if you can't do my hours, I'm like, we're just going to let you go. Right. Um, so I'm just like really, really grateful for that. And yeah. So, and then I got the opportunity to pick up another, um, client. So now I'm just trying to do social media marketing freelance, which is like, again, it's just so crazy because I never thought I would be doing that. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about the anxiety of like now, like maybe what led up to um, being like not at the office as much anymore and like the conversation that ensued with that. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. So McKenna, that consumed you a, a lot. lot. Okay. So okay, what McKenna's referring to was, um, because I was trying to transition my job from like, okay, I'm a person who comes into the office X amount of hours a week, like doing part-time or like I'm their employee transitioning that over flipping it and saying like, I'm going to be an independent contractor, which means I set my own hours and I don't come into the office as often. That conversation was like really, really scary for me because it was kind of, basically it was kind of like if they didn't say, if they said no, mm-hmm. I would have just had to figure something out, mm-hmm. which again, like it was just nerve wracking because that means that's income that I wouldn't have. Correct. But I also was confident knowing that like, if it didn't work out, I would have figured it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the difference like before where I felt kind of stuck and I didn't know what to do. And the idea of losing that like job was really scary. So I never had that conversation, even though I had think I had been thinking about it before. Um, but then I took that leap of faith and just knowing that like, I just need to ask for what I want. And it's not 
up to me to decide that. It's just, it's my only job in this is to ask and obviously present it in a way that's, you know, respectful and professional mm-hmm. um, and reasonable. I'm not like asking for something crazy because I've been working with this team for um, about a year, over a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And so um, obviously there's been built like trust built between both of us. And so it wasn't this like crazy ask of like a huge leap of like, oh yeah, I'm like working full time to now working like zero hours, but Mm -hmm. just slowly transitioning that. And I was just really nervous because that's like a really big conversation to have with your boss. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just, I called McKenna that day. I was like, I need you to give me a pep talk. Like, (laughs) please, like I'm going to go talk to my boss in like five minutes. Like, I just need you to just like give me a pep talk because I'm freaking out right now. Like, am I, am I asking for too much? Like, is this crazy of me? And McKenna was just like, no, like, hey, you know what you want. And she's like, totally just reminded me, like, you got this. Like, you know what you want, like, stand your ground. Yeah, and also I think what was really important about this entire conversation was knowing your worth. Yes. That was, like, my biggest point that I wanted you to recognize is, like, something I was so proud of you for was acknowledging and saying, hey, I know what I'm worth. And with freelance, if you guys don't understand, like, the idea of freelance, it's, like, you're your own boss yep. and you have the capacity to um, market how much you want to want other people to pay you. And it's kind of weird because you have to base it on, you know, your qualities, like how much other people are doing. And it's a very awkward type of thing if you don't have any structure for it yes. or if you've never done it before. Yeah. And so while Tiff has kind of done some like consultating and like stuff like that, this is like the first time you've really like stepped out on your own and been like, no, like this is where I'm at. Like, this is how much you'll pay me and setting up an entire contract for yourself. Yeah. And I was just a really proud friend, like being able to be there for you and like walk alongside you as you made this really big step. And it was cool because it paid off. Yeah. I mean, it easily could have not, but I think what I was really excited about was like, you just acknowledging like I am worth it and even if someone says I'm not like I still held my ground I still said I am still worth this amount and yeah yeah and I that was like the hardest part for me and I feel like nowadays everyone is trying to work you know freelance like that Mm -hmm. is such like that's booming now Mm -hmm. um but because just because everyone's doing doesn't mean everyone knows what they're doing true so I understand that nowadays there's all obviously way more resources, but technically, like, especially with social media um, and just more creative work, like, how do you put value on that? Because it's so, like, abstract and there's, it, like, it can easily be, like, an hourly thing, which a lot of companies do, but if you're doing freelance, like, it's not contingent. I'm like, oh, how many, how much is my hour worth? It's just more like how much my, how much value does my work bring to you? Mm. Um, and again, it's just like so new, like social media jobs didn't exist like what, 10 years ago. Like this is such a more, um, like recent industry that's kind of booming. Not that social media didn't exist 10 years ago, but it's just like the jobs in it are not as, we're not as, um, common. Mm -hmm. So now it's just kind of hard to assess that. And so we're all, I think everyone in this space of like, social media or even creative work or just freelance work we're all just trying to figure it out and it's just a matter of trial and error and a big part of that is like um learning to find what your value is in that like and you're right it does not a it's not a measurement of your worth it's just a matter of like how much do you think 
your worth. It's mm-hmm. all about how you feel on the inside yeah. and what you can bring to the table. Definitely. So yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I kind of wanted to talk about this discussion I've almost had in my head for the past like week, mainly on my way to work and my way home. Because, where we do most of our thinking. <laughs> yes, where we do most of our thinking. But also this is stuff that we've personally off camera. Um, we've just like talked about in our daily lives stuff that we've gone through or experienced. And it's this idea of like singleness. Yep. Which we've basically completely avoided on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but for a good reason. I think it was, it wasn't like, I think it was definitely this idea of um, just not knowing how to speak on it because I think that um, there's a lot of conversations about like relationships and I feel like that's a lot of the conversation and like advice people want of like, mm-hmm. Like, how do you, like, how do you handle this relationship? Like, how can you give me relationship advice? And we just feel like we're not those are people who can give relationship no. advice. I mean, I feel like we do a good job with, like, our friends if, like, they come to us with a problem. Like, we're definitely people that other people go to. But I think both of us would say, I don't want to speak for you, so correct me if I'm wrong. We're not ones who are about to, like, sit on a platform like this and be like, so y'all, this is uh, our relate our how to relationship guide on how to find the one. Like <laughs> we're definitely not those people, and we never want to come across as people who are in the expert realm of that. Yeah, if you will. yeah. I think also too it because the thing is for me like I'm not dating right now, mm-hmm. and so it's just kind of like how do I like advise someone else who doesn't who. Like, how do I advise someone if I'm, like, not doing it myself? True. So, it's, like, I don't want to be a hypocrite either. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think that I feel like I'm way more comfortable now. And I just feel like maybe this is a conversation for a few people who are in the same space as us. Um, so, we, we just want to be more honest and kind of authentic about what that feels like for us. As, like, us being single and kind of, like, where that looks like. Because it is a part of our life. And... Um, growing in your 20s, like, especially what this whole entire platform is about, it's about sharing those experiences and being honest about it. Um, and one of those things is definitely seasons of singleness mm-hmm. and, like, how do we handle that? How do we feel about it? Um, but, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll ex- kind of explain, like, the catalyst of it. Um, I saw this post on social media, and it was um, – how would you describe it? Like a poem? Yeah. Kind like, of like a, a prose poem. Yeah. Um, basically just explaining – um how they how this person was 25 and they've um never been in love and how um they've never been in love but they've been able to um sit through heartbreak um of like a loved one or they have um been able to go on a solo trip um or like or like learning to support a friend when like your, their, your friends were in need yeah so it was basically explaining how while they may have never been in love they have been they've taught themselves or been taught these life lessons and so it's almost like saying if you're to me it made me really think like oh even if you haven't been in love that doesn't lessen your worth yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it also, I think it's interesting that we put, um, like, romantic love on, like, a pedestal mm-hmm. compared to, like, other di- different types of love, com- like, 
like re- relationships with your friends, relationship with your parents, relationship with your pets. Like those are all different types of love and love for yourself too. And I feel like uh, romantic love is definitely put on this like that is the ultimate love that everyone should experience. And then like if you don't, um, it feels like you are not worthy. You are not you failed. Yeah, you failed. Like you didn't achieve what this life was meant for you to do. And yeah. it's just like this weird idea. Um, and I just feel like I, I just, I'm not in the space to date. I'm going to be really honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that like everyone says like, oh, you're 22. Like you should go and have fun. You should whatever, um, go out and party. But I just feel like I'm just not in the right headspace for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I'm probably a little different than you. Yeah. Um, where like for the past year or so. Um, I had been, like, dabbling more in dating and, like, going on dates, like, talking to more people um, at multiple times. Like, just, you know, getting in that feel of, like, what it was like for me to um, see myself in a relationship or even what I wanted. Um, and so I was, like, very open to dating. I think the way that I have dated, though, has changed a lot. And realizing that... Um, this whole concept, I think we talked a lot about it in season one of like how I thought my life was going to be, um, definitely involves a lot of relationships and what I thought I was going to be at 23 is not where I'm at right now. And to be honest, I, part of me still holds on to this idea that I'm disappointed Mm. and it's not a lot of, it's not what I like to advertise because I am really proud of where I'm at right now. Um, but there is this, maybe it's like my 18 year old self almost holding on to this disappointment of thinking you were supposed to be engaged by now looking to plan a wedding and you were supposed to be in this like full loving relationship that doesn't resemble anything that you've ever seen and it's just this overly expressive of love and I'm starting to realize like while that may still be out there that's not where I'm at right now and I need to be more gracious to myself However, I also need to stick up for myself when people tell me, oh, you're not in love. Oh, you're not in a relationship. Like, what are you doing wrong? I get that a lot. Do you really? Yeah. They're like, they're like, what's going on? Like, what are you doing wrong? Actually, I get that. I get my family a lot. They're like, how come you haven't brought anyone around? I'm like, yeah, well, in the past, has many great contenders out there. So, yeah, I mean, because for I mean, I'll speak for myself. It almost implies, what are you doing wrong? Yeah. Even even if that's not what the straight up question is, or which the by the way, if people are doing that, rude. <laughs> um, just saying, putting that out there. But I almost get this idea that when people are like, oh, like you're not in a re- like a, a long term relationship. Yeah, you haven't had like a six year relationship before. Like first of all, I'm 23, <laughs> so I hope to God not. <laughs> But even if you have, I'm not judging here. I'm just like, that's just not, not what you want. Like yeah. when I was 15, don't come around me. Like <laughs> I was not in the headspace. Like I thought I was going to get married at like 18. So like, yeah. don't come for me. <laughs> but I'm just saying like this whole concept of, I thought I was a complete failure if I was not married by 25 and other people telling me like, oh, like you're not you're not even close. Like, 
Okay. Stab well, me in the heart, why don't you? Oh I'm my like, God. well, sh- it, it makes you question like everything of your independency. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, should I be? <laughs> should should I be? I I don't know. It makes you question all of that. However, to me, what I've learned is like, I questioned myself a lot when I first started like getting back out there and like dating a little bit more. I was terrified, and I almost thought oh, well, the first person who, you know, tells me I'm beautiful, they must be it. Because no other guys were telling me that. Yeah. And so it was almost this validation that I'd been searching for for so long. And I, I think we were talking about this earlier, where I looked for so long that almost my confidence increased, but it was a difference than before. Okay, so can you... Like, yeah, you yeah, no, yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. Um, so for a while, like probably in high school or college if a guy found me attractive I would like hold on to that because I'm like oh my god no one else has been no one's telling me that right now like you you must be like someone special who sees something in me and then I started dating a little bit more and dating just more than like one person who told me that and I would you know go on dates with lots of guys and they would all you know it sounds so like I'm no, 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 bragging yeah. but they would say like oh you're really pretty you're very attractive like you're this you have these qualities and I started realizing like some of them complete I'll just be honest complete bullshit like <laughs> a lot of it was just like crap that they thought I wanted to hear but realizing like multiple people were seeing the same thing across the board and some of it wasn't bullshit and being able to tell me like oh like this quality you have is actually really cool it was almost like me being able to reckon like other people recognizing it in me that made me see like, Oh, I do have that quality. Like, Oh, I'm, it wasn't, I feel like it can be very, um, skewed into thinking like, Oh, well you're relying on their validation to like see that in you, but it almost brought it out of me and I no longer needed that validation from those people. And so that's when I kind of like stopped, um, like dating multiple people because I was just like, oh, like I'm actually a freaking catch. <laughs> like true. <laughs> like I I'm like actually pretty decent. And like that was a confidence I'd never had in myself. And so I almost want to like thank those people for um just showing myself that yeah. I'm like worthy. Um and I don't need to, you know, talk to guys just to find that confidence. Like yeah. that comes from myself now. Um, but I think there is this idea that you need to hang on to that validation in order to somehow feel better about yourself. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I don't know. I think, I just think it's interesting for me. I am very, I don't like to depend on people. So yeah, that's, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's, so my issue is like, I'm just like, I'm totally fine by myself. Like I'm it. That's all. I'm all I need. I can only rely on myself. It's totally fine. And so I, my issue is like when I hear those things, it's believing it because I'm like, who are you? Like, I I can tell myself that. And like, mm. it's always just me like, like battling myself mm. um, because it's just easier for me to rely on myself. So if I disappoint myself, I have only myself to blame. But if I rely on someone else's word and they tell me and then they leave, then like, then you I have, have nothing. I have nothing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's like very, very interesting because I just... Yeah, it's just very, I never would think for that 
Like, that's not how my brain functions. Um, but do you think that, like, the way you, because you said that you now your idea behind dating is, like, different, like, how has that shifted? Like, what does that look like for you now? Yeah, so, <laughs> me and my therapist talked about it. <laughs> Classic. Um, because she definitely worries about me. But I kept telling her, like, oh, like, I want this great guy. Like, I want this, you know, quality human who sees, who, like, brings out good parts of me, who challenges me, who does, like, X, Y, and Z, right? And she was like, okay. And then (laughs) she was like, okay, well, then you have to stop, like, going out and meeting people who just, like, catch your attention for maybe 10 minutes and give you that validation that is great but it it's not long lasting <laughs> i was just like uh temporary validation needs to be talked about yes needs to be talked about and that's when it finally hit me that that's what i sought out for so long is it wasn't just necessarily like guys telling me oh you're pretty yeah blah 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 like even like coworkers saying like oh you're great at this like friends telling me oh i'm so grateful blah 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 all of that is temporary validation They can tell you it a lot Mm -hmm. and temporary doesn't just mean 10 minutes. It doesn't just mean six months. It can mean eight years. Yep. And that is temporary validation. You are only going to find the validation that you truly are seeking for within yourself. Yeah. And so I think once I got to that point where I was like, okay, I can seek validation for myself and then I can find a guy who like challenges me and pushes me. And so it was realizing that that shift had a lot to do with myself and also the way that I sought out relationships yeah. because it comes from within you. Like yeah. you can only know what you want when you look inside. Yeah. Which- wow. That sounds so cheesy. Like put me on a poster in your wall Seriously. Like, <gasps> or your um, little wallpaper on your phone. Look inside yourself. <laughs> God. Oh my gosh. I've become a No, meme. but I feel like that's really, I think I can definitely relate to that because I feel like that's exactly why I'm, like, not dating. Because mm-hmm. I want to be in a space where, like, I'm not, like, yearning for it because I feel bored or if I feel, like... Pressure. I need, yeah, pressure or if I need... I need it. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I want to want it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like... I, the, the big reason why is because, like, I... I wouldn't say recently, but I, like, my previous relationship was just kind of like a mess Mm. and it was just very yeah it was just like very messy and it got out of hand really quickly just because um I ended up dating someone that I like really trusted and I we were just like really great friends and I think we kind of jumped to the relationship kind of too quickly um and it definitely was because I can say like he he's like a great guy but it just got really like, there's just so much drama, and I think we were not good to each other, mm-hmm. and because of that, then it took me a long time to realize that, one, I wanted it for the right, the wrong reasons. Like, mm-hmm. I stepped into it because it was that, oh, like, well, he's the only person that's kind of telling me that, like, I'm great right now, so, like, why not? Like, mm-hmm. why not jump into it? And then, and then just learning that, like, oh, that's, that's not how the foundation of a relationship is built. Like, that's just not the way to go. Um, so now I'm, like, trying to take a step back and being like, okay, before I jump into anything else, like, how can I um, c- 
create a mindset in myself so that when I do meet someone, I'm not just going to jump into it because he's the only person telling me at that time. It's because I'm going to really want it. And I'm going to want it for the right reasons. And I'm going to build on it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you're going to be at a point where you say, okay, I'm ready? Or are you willing to be open now? I think I'm in the place where, like, I'm – I think I used to be like last year. People ask me, would be like, "No, nope, like, don't talk to me, don't look at me." Like, <laughs> put seriously, a, put a paper bag yeah, when you go out. <laughs> I just wanted to like go out and like just not interact with people. But I think now, because I think I'm in a, in a better mind mindset and healthier space, I'm definitely more open to it. But it's not a huge thing, like a priority in my life. Like, I really want to focus on my career right now. Um, but like, I'm also just. Like, I'm not closed off to it. It's just not something I'm, like, pursuing right now. I feel like I'm the type of person when I really want something, I'll go and I'll go out and get it. But it's just, right now, it's just not priority in my life. Which I totally think I, everyone pressures you. They're like, you have to be dating and blah, blah, blah. Like, I've heard so many times, like, y'all know who you are. Listen to the episode. Um, That, like, they're always telling me, like, you need to be more open. Like, you need to go on a date and blah, blah, blah. Which I totally understand. I definitely think dating is important because mm-hmm. it does help you find what you really want. Um, It's just I'm not in the mind space to be, like, talking to people and, like, all the time constantly because it does take a lot of yeah it's a lot of energy it's a lot of energy um and I'm just like in that space of like I just really want to like focus on myself right now and like kind of backtrack a little bit and I think that's where this is where it's like I'm I'm good here yeah yeah and I think I'll be fully transparent I was one of those people pushing you yeah um and it was really good for our friendship where you finally were open with me and you're like look like I have made steps in progress towards this and like this is where I'm at and it was me taking a step back and saying okay like you know where you're at I'm good I'm a back off yeah and so <laughs> boundaries and friendships seriously <laughs> <laughs> no but it's no it's good like I definitely need the push and I think that like you definitely need those people in your life so you're just not like isolating yourself you're like I'm gonna be this crazy person who is just perpetually single and has a bunch of cats or fishes or whatever. You wouldn't have any pets. Yeah, I wouldn't. But you know what I mean? Just like the idea. You would have like coffee beans. <laughs> it's just bags of coffee beans. Beans. <laughs> This is... This is my matcha. This is Thomas right here. <laughs> oh my god. Starting my coffee bags. Oh god, you no. start naming them? <laughs> oh, that is worse than the cats. Don't. Oh, but don't do that. No, it's good to have people to push you. I just think that like, I am. I don't do well when people push me. Like... I'm the type of person, like, I don't need you to push me. I'll push myself when I need when I need it. And so, like, I know myself well enough. Like, seriously, don't push me. Like, I will get to the point where, like, I... People will... are blasting you on social no, media. No, seriously. <laughs> so, don't comfort her, please. Seriously. Um, so, yeah. It's just, like, very interesting. Just, like, this t- idea and topics. I feel like a lot of people... I feel like the, the conversations I've heard about singleness are, like, from people who are not single. Like... Yes. Yes. Let's. Oh, I you know, could, I, I actually could probably have an entire other episode just on that, but we'll keep it brief. I I just feel like a lot of people are like, okay, these are your tips on like how to handle your like this your season of singleness, but they're and already they're married. married. They're married. No, no, no. They're not just even like married. 
or recently married. They've been married for like five, ten years. And yeah, I was like, like, I remember the love of my life. But like looking back, this is the time I'm just like, which is great. Like honestly, yeah. like it, it's all great. I just would love to hear from someone who like, yeah, I'm single right now. I'm like, this is how I'm like dealing with it. This is why I'm doing it. And this is just me being honest about it. Because yeah. again, I think there's this like weird insecurity um, of like people who are single. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't have anyone. Have anyone? Which I totally, I, I'm like not like what's it like naive I, yeah naive to think that like i'm not gonna feel that way i totally feel that way mm-hmm. um but the other 95 percent of the time where i'm single i'm like yes i am single and it's great because i'll hear like some friend i have who's in like a terrible relationship and i'm like haha you have to deal with that i do not i do not have to deal with that and i'm like oh i'm oh i'm gosh. good <laughs> i think there's also this aspect of just like it's not even like not having to deal with it or it's um not like worrying about it but it's just like i'm chilling yeah yeah like i am just i know how to drive in a like in a car by myself yeah like i know how to go and get groceries like i'm i'm good would i like another person sure yeah of course like sure but i'm also not incapable of being alone yeah which is a very different subject but also just very important yeah i think it's i think everyone always says that like once they get married they're like enjoy your singleness because truthfully like if you think about it like if you get married in like your late 20s or whatever you spend then more time married i hopefully if you live until you're like what 70 or you know like which is the normal um, life expectancy now like you spend more time being married than you are actually single so (laughs) just like zoom into my eyes like oh my god (laughs) yeah so then like I I feel like a lot of it is just reminding myself like hey like I'm totally okay like um not that I again believe that like if I sit here someone someone's just gonna come to my door and like everything is gonna be on dandy I'm like found love my life sitting in my room me at 18 (laughs) like it's not a thing like you're I definitely understand that I have to go out and like find it and definitely put myself out there it's just again not something that I am like prioritizing right now and that's fair yeah well well um we truly hope that you guys enjoyed us opening up a little bit about something that we are super uncomfortable talking about on camera (laughs) um we definitely do have these um conversations a lot uh off camera um just about our personal life and where we're at um in just our normal day-to-day lives like we talked about earlier but also this idea of singleness and what it means for us as 20-something year olds living in this post-grad life and how different it is um so we really really appreciate you guys listening and um just like respecting our rawness and I guess like our vulnerability if you will yes um so if you guys liked our episode be sure to subscribe share it like it comment all the above um, review it if you do choose to we would love that (laughs) um but anyways we also are on instagram if you want to follow us um at the mature podcast we give little updates on when we are releasing our episodes every tuesday and also just behind the scenes because we're low-key really funny um (laughs) and we would just love to engage with you guys so um i'm mckenna and i'm tiffany and we'll see you guys next week bye bye
Wow. I can, I cannot believe we talked about that.